Welcome everyone. This is uh, Paul H's Reflections on the 12 Steps. This is not an AA meeting. It's one member's take on the exact nature of the wrong. Page 64 of the AA Big Book and the solution in the 12 Steps. This meeting is being recorded. It's being streamed live on Facebook. This is not an all-share meeting. Rather, it's a question and answer for Paul H's take on the 12 Steps. For details on all Paul's events, his story under arrest, books, t-shirts, and past events, videos, check out the website, zenbitchlap.com. So uh, we've got a reading today, Paul. Let me see here. I've got it. I thought we... Page 62. I'm going to read on page 62. Selfishness, self-centeredness, that we think is the root of our troubles. Driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, and self-pity, we step on the toes of our fellows and they retaliate. Sometimes they hurt us seemingly without provocation, but we invariably find that sometime in the past, we've made decisions based on self which later placed us in a position to be hurt. So our troubles we think are basically of our own making. They arise out of ourselves and the alcoholic is an extreme example of self will run riot, though he usually doesn't think so. Above everything, we alcoholics must be rid of this selfishness. We must or it kills us. God makes that possible. And there often seems no way of entirely getting rid of self without his aid. Many of us had moral and philosophical convictions galore, but we could not live up to them, even though we would have liked to. Neither could we reduce our self-centeredness much by wishing or trying on our own power. We had to have God's help. That's the reading. Right down to the point. Yes. Thanks. Thanks, Kurt. Yeah. Let me see everybody. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Uh, this is where we're adding something to it right here at this. So our troubles, we think, are basically of our own making. Now, all this description before, yes, selfishness, self-centeredness, that we think is the root of our troubles. Driven by hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, and self-pity. So there's three out of four have self, and then fear, as diagnosed on page 67, is rooted in reliance on self. So you could say <laughs> four out of four, self is involved. <laughs> I mean, obviously. I don't know, I just don't understand how you miss this or we miss it, yeah. I don't think we miss it. I think we misunderstand it, that's all. So a lot of us are very clear we've been defeated and then we are given a name self by self, but we don't know what allows that to happen, which is, I feel humbly, an act of being identified as self, yeah? Not our, our act, but a mental act of being identified as self. And we're relying on the mental and the problem resides in the mind. Yeah, so there you go. 
So, so our troubles we think are basically of our own making. We would disagree there. We would say, no, they're self-making through us. Just like they talk about where we manufacture our own misery. I don't believe that. I believe we have an ability to manufacture a lot of things through us. It basically is determined by who's running the factory. Yeah. So if self is running the factory and how would the self be running the factory completely? Every order stamped by self would be an identification as self. Yes. We wouldn't even know that we're identified as self. That would be the identification as self. We don't even know that we are identified with what has and what is and what will defeat us. Yeah. And so we're just trying to bring a different understanding to this. So our troubles we think are basically of our own making. Yeah, let's start there because we've been trying to believe our troubles are basically of everyone else's making. So yeah, let's take responsibility for the condition we find ourselves in. But that condition is going to be seen to be different as you progress in the recovery program, hopefully. Yeah, that you'll see that the fabric of our existence is is threaded with a foreign fabric, a foreign thread. And this is this parasitical movement, which is called I call self. Yeah, really, it's selfing. It's an activity that implies something. And then we live as that something claiming to do all these activities. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. But truly, what comes first is there's an activity, the mental state is selfing all day, which is it's always uh, in the act of being identified as the doer when there's any noticing of any doing, yeah? The act of being identified as the feeler when there's feelings noticed, yeah? When the act of being identified as the historical figure when there's memories and shit, yes, it's just the... it's a system that supports and reinforces the system. That's why it says we can't get out of self as self. If you see it as a thing and you are that thing, good luck trying to get out of that thing. If you see it as an activity and you're not the doer of that activity or not the, what the activity is being used to imply, then you can be free from the bondage of self. Yeah, because you'll see the bondage of self you won't be living from the bondage of self. You'll see the mental state describing a life story based on you as the doer, the thinker, the feeler, the taster, the toucher. That same advertising will be broadcast, but you won't be buying the product. Yeah? You won't be buying the product. Yeah? And what's the product? Yeah? self-seeking self this self that self this self-pity yeah if you go to the dictionary look up self in the old ones they used to have the word self and then a hyphen and then thousands of attributes or descriptions and if you weighed them out of let's say 185 of them are sort of quite negative and maybe 15 like self-love or self something but mostly it's self-emulation self-hatred self-destruction self this self that i mean jesus christ you're gonna be losing ground swimming up against that stream (laughs) so yeah when i was young 
perfect example. If you don't mind, I want to draw out this thing about responsibility, because this is what we're confronted with quite a lot. People get a sense of this message and they're thinking it's completely irresponsible. I'm not going to be responsible now for my misery and shit like that. Yeah, you won't. I don't know why it's so fucking scary, but I do believe why it's scary because historically we felt probably inordinately responsible for shit. I remember when I was young at six years old, my father got ill. My mother tried to explain that it was going to affect my relationship with him and it had nothing to do with me. The doctor, Jan Quinto, came over, told me the same thing. But how I heard it was, what did I do to cause my father not to want to play with me? Yes, that's an inordinate sense of responsibility, don't you think? Or if you're in a room and someone walks in and uh, they're yawning, you think it's because you're in the room. Or something. You know, this is an incredible sense of responsibility that's dripping over everything way 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 too much so what would be a dualistic reaction to that i'm going to become irresponsible obviously what gives me a the opportunity to be irresponsibility was getting loaded as soon as i started getting loading a lot of what my family expected of me dropped to the point of all we hope is he doesn't get arrested anymore <laughs> that was basically their level of you know, I mean, I didn't get invited to any weddings or any family gatherings. No, I was totally free of all those responsibilities. Yes, I was irresponsible. And then the life just took it as it does. Yes, especially with alcoholism as a fuel and addiction to an extreme level. Yeah. So then I come into AA and of course, part of the recovery is to look at your role in things because you've been looking at everyone else's role in things for years, yeah? I mean, obviously every movement is based on a prior movement. So, okay, we're gonna take responsibility. I'm gonna see my role in things. It's revelatory. The fourth column of the fourth step, revelatory, yeah? Forgot about Wendy and resenting her. What was my role in it? Selfishness, self-seeking and frightened, self-pity, whatever, yeah? See? Isn't it different? My role seems to coincide with the word self quite a lot. Yeah, it just happens. Yeah. Wherever I am, it seems there's a lot of self going on. Yes or no? Yeah. Okay. So now we do an inventory and we look at our role. And when we do, we see something else's role. We do self. And actually one of the instructions of the inventory process is to use that theme exactly we're going to be we're convinced already that self has defeated us we're going to look at its common manifestations so what so that maybe that will lead to not getting defeated by self anymore that's not because oh i'm curious how low can self go we know how low can self go what we want to see is the pattern of how it defeats us so why so we can recognize it yeah we're cognizing all day but we're not recognizing what's going on we're out to lunch yeah so here this is this statement is beautiful we're just wanting to look at it instead of calling it all all this self shit mine i see it as other finally in the beginning call it yours yes but hopefully it doesn't stay that way recovery program 
was presented and the person, the most they had was four years sobriety. Maybe they weren't there long enough to see a, a diff, another wave of recovery, which is accountability, where you see what was truly responsible because you were responsible, you made all your, your amends, shit like that. You see what was truly responsible for the defeat was self, not you. You were the vehicle, yeah? You was how you were the expression of the manifestations of self, and by living that out, we got defeated, yeah? Can't we just move to another phase and see and be accountable? Just like I always use that example of, I have a dog, the dog got out, shit on the neighbor's lawn, unbeknownst to me, yeah? The neighbor calls me, hey, your dog shit on my lawn. What are you gonna do about it? Oh, okay, sorry, I go there, clean it up, and I make an amend to the guy. I'm not gonna walk the dog or keep him away from your yard. Yeah, that's my intention, okay? I don't go home and have a lot of guilt and shame about shitting on the guy's lawn. I didn't shit on the guy's lawn. It was my dog shat on the guy's lawn, yes? I cleaned it up and there you go, yeah? I don't dwell on it. You know, 10 years ago, I took a shit on the neighbor's lawn. No, the dog that I was owned at, I, I was under my care, took a shit on the lawn. Yeah, I cleaned it up and there you go. Yes, but what happens with us? 34 years of sobriety and you're still dragging guilt and shame into each moment based on being the doer of shit you had nothing to do with. When is it time to drop it? Are you going to be responsible for something that you're not to the day the day you die? Jesus Christ, it's time to move on. Tell the truth. Did you get taken over by something or not? Or is that something you, and then all you can possibly do is try to get out of you as you, which has been shown to be a failed mechanism. Self can't get out of self. We've got to get out of self. Please relieve us of the bondage of self. How can that happen? Well, you find out. Tell the truth about self and you'll see it's not you. And then you can be free from it. Yeah? But I'm afraid I'll be irresponsible. That's just fucking deterrent. It's bullshit all the time. You can hear it at meetings. People share, oh, I'm so incredible, but I'm still fucked up. You know? Don't worry, I haven't really gotten better. I'm all fucked up. No. <laughs> yeah. I feel great today, but I may not later. No, why does it always have to be, you know, fucking contained by the problem, bookended all the time? Don't worry, there's no real escape from the problem. I'm just doing better. Not more than you too much, but better. Yeah? Jesus, it's like, you know, thinking you're you're not in the asylum by being the closest one to the exit door. You're still in the asylum. It doesn't matter your proximity to the exit. doesn't mean you're out. You're still in the asylum. Yeah. Or like you live on a hill in hell that's a degree cooler than the rest of hell. Great. But you're still in hell. Yeah. I want to get to a high altitude. Great. All right. How about outgrowing hell? You grew into it, yeah? Yeah. So 
this is it. Everything is so beautiful in this book. I just feel that it could, it could be read with another understanding, not replacing whatever, just adding to maybe bringing a little more light when, like Kurt Pitt points out quite a lot, you're driven by a hundred forms of fear. You're going to have a new employer, meaning, and what does employ mean? It means to use. So basically, it implies you had an old employer that was using you. So either you get, you're going to be used by something, yes? Either the disease, that shit, or the higher power. But you're used, period, yeah? You're driven, period. You can be driven by a hundred forms of peace and gratitude. Doesn't always have to be a hundred forms of fear, does it? You're just driven, though, is the fact, yes? Something's driving you all day to get something or to move away from something else. Now, the whole point is what's going to direct all that driving? What's going to direct all that direction? What's going to give change a direction and cause it to be growth? What's going to do that? In recovery, it's the reliance on a higher power. Yeah, trusting the infinite rather than finite self. What does it look like to trust something? You listen to it and you believe it's saying what's true. And it doesn't in the head, does it? The dilemma is if you as the head tries to trust the infinite, that's more trusting the head. You, that's a little trick that you not you have to see or you're gonna be looking from it, yeah? Self is totally willing to try to get out of self because it knows it's never going to do it. So it's quite comfortable in trying all these methodologies to get out of itself as self. It doesn't give a shit, really. You know what I mean? It becomes a clear self compared to the unclear self. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the, it's the same system. Yeah. It's just polished up better, maybe. I mean, it's great. It's a great upgrade, but you're still caught in the same dynamic, aren't you? The bondage of self can look quite freeing at times, but it's still the bondage of self. Yeah. Mm. So, yes, thanks, Kurt. Very, this is so succinct. I mean, I think in these two paragraphs, they use the word self about seven or eight times. I don't get it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you actually believe when it says self, that means you? Paul's pity, Paul's this, Paul's that, do you? If you do, you're in the act of being identified as self. Yeah. Just tell the truth about it. Yeah. If you tell the truth about it, you won't be in the act of being identified as self. Tell the truth that the head is in the act of being identified as self. When it reads this, it thinks I'm self-pitying. I'm this. I'm that. I'm this, doesn't it? Who wants to deal with I'm indignant, self-pity, selfishness, self-seeking? Am I going to do a fearless inventory if I'm the one who's doing all that shit? Of course not. I don't want to see that, do I? I have enough problems already. I don't want to feel like a complete fraud or feel completely, oh, I'm self-pity. Another thing I shouldn't be doing and I'm doing, what the fuck? Yes. Now I got to go to another meeting. 
losing self-pity. It goes on and on and on. Yeah? No, you get a clear description of what you're not. Yeah, finally. Doesn't it? Doesn't alcoholism describe something that you could see as not you just as easily as seeing it as you? Why did we stuck with as you? Can't we go to the opposite as not you? There's an audience before you buy into the story. There is. You can vote yay or nay, really. You can, oh, that's all about me or it's not about me. That's basically how it goes, yeah? And the loss of interest is a growth in it's not about me. Self-obsession is all about me. Yes, isn't it? You can basically feel like when you're moving out of one gravitational pull, it's less about you. And when you're stuck in that gravitational pull, it's always about you. Yes or no? You're moving out of the, the gravitational pull of self is losing interest in self. Then you gain interest in others. Then you see how you can contribute to life. It doesn't say it has that as the precursor. Losing interest in self is the key. Why is that? Why would it be crazy to have to? It makes total sense. I should have a lot of interest in self if I'm self. The thing is, you're not. That's why. Yeah. (laughs) You have a lot of interest in something that you're not. There's a great old statement by a guy. I don't know where it is. He says, you know, you're having all this shit and everything. And you know why you think of 99.5% of the time you're thinking about yourself and you're not that. (laughs) That's why. That's why there's a deep dissatisfaction. You're dwelling on something that you're not all day and then seemingly forgetting what you are. Wow. So... I think alcoholism is one of the greatest gifts and drug addiction because if you don't die, it brings you to a great point, yeah? A real incredible turning point that people would probably pay $80,000 to go to to a weekend that could produce what a life like ours has produced. (laughs) They would be selling it. There would be people waiting to take that three-day retreat. If it arrived at the point of any life run on self, will cannot be successful. I mean, a clarity about that, a convincing about that. Yes. And then having the eyes to see what is of self and what is not of self. To start to be able to see the patterns of what you're not and how they defeat us. Yeah. So what? So that you'll outgrow that defeat. And maybe you will be a shining star to some other people who suffer from the same fucking thing. Not by what you say, but what's saying it, yeah? You'll have a freedom that's attractive. The problem will not exist for you today. If that's if that doesn't sell the product, fuck it, yeah. <laughs> There's just extreme disinterest in it then, yeah? So... Yeah. Thanks, Kurt. I could go on and on. It's just the point is, I've gone to thousands of meetings, thousands of them, I'm sure. And I didn't hear this this much. Yeah. And why not? I heard a lot of shit. Yeah. 
So, and I understand, I have empathy, I've been through it, all this stuff, but man, there's room for a solution that will bring light to the, the solution, yeah? A diagnosis that actually works. I, it happened to me all of a sudden. I got struck. I saw self as foreign. Reading that sentence that we based the whole talks on. That's why the talk, the base, the talks are based on that sentence. That's where it happened. I saw self as foreign, and it was said when it said being convinced. I, I read about it in, in the dictionary, which means. Uh, uh, certainty, believing in certain, you know, certain, there's a certain belief or something, you know, which you're convinced you're done. Self manifests in various ways is what has defeated us. I saw self as foreign. I saw this as us. Yeah. And it says, all right, we are now going to look at its self's common manifestations. And then you jump into the inventory process. That's a very clear direction in the book to see something that's foreign to us as that which has defeated us. It's right there on page 64, yeah? And then it tells you how to do an inventory. Instead of going in there with your resentments and leaving with your resentments, maybe you'll go in there with your resentments and you'll see resentments aren't yours. They're resentments, but they're not yours. It's like a bag of shit at the airport, just sitting there, and everyone goes, "Whose bag is this?" So you want to say mine? Then you got the you got to carry the bag of shit with you on the trip. (laughs) You could talk. You could have me in a uh, one of those deprogramming five days in a hotel and have someone trying to convince me that I did all that shit that I did under the influence. There's no way in hell I'd be brought to the understanding that I was a doer of all that shit. No way. That is not my experience at all. Something took me over and I did a lot of fucking crazy shit and something's taking you over and you did a lot of similar crazy shit because the same thing that took you over took me over. It doesn't have an infinite amount of traits it's easily recognized. As soon as you can see it as not you, you can recognize self. It's very, very obvious. Yeah. Yeah. We have all of its descriptions here. Self-pity, self-destruction, self this, self that. <laughs> it doesn't say self will enjoy peace of mind, does it? No, it doesn't say that. It can't. How can something that's agitated be at peace? It doesn't. Its nature is agitation. <laughs> Selfie. So, all right. Thanks, Kurt. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, it's that activity can never produce stillness, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's another part in the book, you know, that um, on page 53, it says, when we became alcoholics crushed by this self, imposed crisis and you know i read that in the beginning i think this is very stage specific i read it at first like oh i caused it yeah and then afterwards you know and i had a very similar experience after drinking after 19 years 
all of a sudden I was able to see that I was driven sober uh, with, with great motives, you know, spiritual motives. And it was just very clear that the condition, I was identified as the condition. Yeah. And so the thing we read, it says, and there often seems no way of entirely getting rid of self without his aid. Well, it, it kind of assumes that you can be rid of self. Yes. I mean, that's, that's the statement. It's, yes. And so it, it's like, well, it's just You know funny. what happens, Kurt? You don't get rid of it, really. You just lose interest in getting rid of it. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Because it's sort of like uh, the guy behind the curtain can continue pulling his little Wizard of Oz strings, but you've woken up. You're not a, a citizen of Oz. <laughs> yes? That's, so it, the show can go on, and actually it's fun. Self is what allows us to have a story. It's just that the story has us instead of us having a story. <laughs> so it's, you know, to me, uh, it's hilarious. Yeah. Paul, Paul H is hilarious during the day. <laughs> <laughs> Usually I remember my friend, you misplaced something. You definitely believe someone stole it. <laughs> <laughs> I just misplaced the keys. Who stole the car? This is this is the type. It's just it's like a knee-jerk pop gun reaction immediately. Immediately blaming. Like, how are you gonna get before that? You just don't. You just see it's not you. Yeah, really. And if it's and if it does some insane thing seemingly as you, you have the amends, you can clean it up. It's no yeah, you're in the you're in the attitude of saving your ass instead of your face. So you just clean it up, and there you go. Yeah. Yeah. But it's <laughs> it's hilarious, seriously. Yeah, someone took the keys. <laughs> Basically, someone's out to get me all the every second of every day. That's yeah. what I'm living. That's yeah. the tightrope I'm, I'm walking. You know. And I have to control every circumstance or situation. Just look at the airport where I live. A lot of people, well-off people. Everyone's nice. And then let's start. They start canceling uh, trips. Fucking the place goes crazy. People are cutting in lines and doing shit like that. Just like that. Just change. Just turn off the light and you see what happens with people's... Uh, conditional peace <laughs> it just goes it goes flying off <laughs> it's, it's, we're outmatched man just admit it fucking give up the ghost <laughs> i mean his idea is all right i know it's a higher power program until f the fifth year or the seventh year, then I'm back in control again. <laughs> now you can get a toy steering wheel. You never get the steering wheel again. <laughs> you can get a toy one. You can have a leather little, oh, basically, you're not getting behind, you're not getting, be, you're not getting behind the wheel of anything with that with any power no way 
<laughs> You're fucking insane. Mm. <laughs> Let me see if we got any hands up here. Let's see. Anybody got any questions? Anybody want to chime in here? Let's see here. There we go. We got uh, Jason. Jason from San Diego. San you look Diego. like you have the same shirt I have on, Jason. <laughs> I don't know. Did you get used to Costco? <laughs> right. No, no. It's a little different. Oh, yeah. The quality might much more quality, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you get what you get at Costco. My wife That's doesn't true. even like this shirt. What are you wearing that shirt for? I like it. Yeah, I, I had other people tell me they liked it, so I like it because I like. Oh, there I you like go. It. Yeah, that's very important. Hey, <laughs> don't give up those winners, man. Every little thing helps. I know. Yeah. No, this is just a kind of a comment on. Uh, it, you know, um, earlier in the book, it it says things like we're in the grips of a progressive illness. Over and over again, it talks about being in the grips, and then when it comes to self. It's forgotten that, well, maybe I'm in the grip of self. Yeah, yes. You know, well, and it, 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 this is changing my whole experience of recovery, just, just amazingly. But I see that it's, it's actually threaded throughout the book to a certain degree. You know, um, we came to believe that, we were, that this is an illness. You know, I'm, it's just a process. I'm in a process of coming to believe that I'm in an illness. And it's either I'm in an illness or I just make a lot of stupid decisions, you know? And it's like, which one is it going to be? Yeah. Well, the thing is, too, in this, the waking up from this dream is, is your life, basically. It's not like suddenly in the morning when you wake up and then all that you were taking to be real isn't seen to be that way in the mm -hmm. dreaming yeah this dreaming is a is a lifetime event sometimes you waking up so the process of recovery is a form of waking up yes that's what isn't it the target is a spiritual awakening mm -hmm. yeah so mm -hmm. that's basically the drive the intention is after having had a spiritual awakening then we start sharing from there yeah and help mm -hmm. other people have the same event uh, be available to them. So obviously we seem to be awake to something that has us asleep to something else. Yeah, so we do this program and the intention we may have thought we were doing it, really the intention is having a spiritual awakening. And then that happens without money. So many of us, we're not looking for that, we don't, but if you do the process, something occurs and uh, it's a form of waking up. Now, what you wake up to has always been awake, but you were asleep to that fact. Now mm -hmm. you're not asleep to that fact, yes? So most of us arrived at that possibility by the complete failure of what we're relying on, which is self, completely, yeah? And what can a failed system show you? It's failed, and I hope, you know, for me, that was like the first step. The gig was up, it was over. I mean, I just was not managerial quality. It just was 
completely defeated. I had gotten completely demoralized. And so I was struck sober because I had uh, thought I had made some grand attempts, even a two-year program, and I would go out again. So I had lost all hope, really, truly. I was just trying to stay uh, obliterated until the next jail or institution of death, really. And yet something decided to change that all of a sudden and then and introduce me to a way of life that could would allow that effect to extend <clears throat> so it's had a good extension of 34 years yeah incredible and uh it could have been dead in a day or two if i hadn't gone to that aa meeting really it would have just been one of those you know whatever but uh it was it was the end of something and the beginning of something else and I know what conceived it, initiated it, and fulfilled it. And it was not me. <laughs> That's freaking super clear. And it's never not been clear. So something has done for me what I could not do for myself on a grand scale. Because when it comes to this life, my alcoholism and the addiction was the dilemma, really. It was the problem, really. Yeah. And for that problem to be stopped in its tracks and reversed is mind boggling. Yeah. And uh, I didn't need any more proof than that. You know, I came to believe quickly. Step two, because I just observed I hadn't drank in eight weeks and I was like fucking amazed at that. And then step three, I had surrendered to situations in my life already. So I had a spirit of surrender, but I didn't know the surrender is going to be really, the quality of it is going to be based on what you surrender to. And what AA offered was a surrendering to a higher power, which was the perfect match for my dilemma. Yeah. And my condition. And then I launched into step four. I wrote about this shit. I didn't have this view yet of that self was foreign. I kept calling those things mine and it was appropriate because I had been calling them. I'd been denying them for so many years. It was time to fess up. Yeah. And fucking take responsibility. And yet that led to seeing that something had done for me or through me what I wouldn't have done by myself almost the exact same movement of the higher power, but done by a lower power. Yeah, <laughs> something was doing for me or through me shit I would never do by myself. Yeah, it was the same thing. And the feeling of being used was quite similar. Yeah, it was just how I'm handled by the new employer is quite different than the old employer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so, but the old employer always thinks it's the new employer. It keeps going to work <laughs> and he keeps acting as if, as if it's the boss and it needs to, it needs to be put in its place by the higher power. Yeah. And it has been, and it, and it, to a point where, you know, when it comes to work, the old employer, it goes to the mail room and it opens up fucking, you know, scam scam letters <laughs> it doesn't have a big role anymore thank god yeah it keeps calling the office 
but it doesn't none of its plans and designs get fulfilled anymore <laughs> thank god <laughs> thank god right yeah so yeah we can talk about the better way because we're in the better way and we've been the result of a better way and it isn't perhaps anymore it's true yeah <laughs> there is a better way <laughs> We've trotted on both sides, the, the, the less than better way and the better way. <laughs> We're going to be on a way, aren't we? It's as long as you're living. Yeah. You're going to be going somewhere. And so somewhere. It, it's best to be directed by something that knows what it's doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Knows how to use yeah. us. Yeah. 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 yeah I remember, uh, hearing uh this teacher robert adams i don't know whether you're familiar with him or not but uh, yes, i've heard of robert adams yeah he, he said that he calls it the current that knows the way i like that a lot the current yeah. that knows the way that's yeah. nice yeah. yeah yeah if you get if you ever get caught in a current in the ocean some currents are good there was a place i used to surf at if you went out near the rocks it would suck you it would take you straight out and then you'd cut into the waves and no waves broke near the rocks. So it was like a conveyor belt. So if you rode a wave in, you took it all the way in, you just walk back to the rock and it just go right out. It was like a beautiful Whoa. ride. Yeah. It's cut off a lot of, a lot of uh, costs, you know, getting whacked going through the waves. You wouldn't get touched until you got in the wave. You know, it was pretty cool. That's a good current. That was yeah. That current. yeah. Yeah. That's interesting because when I thought of current, I thought of it as electricity. Ah, uh, yeah. See, so, well, it is. I, I like. I think you can think of these things more than one way. I like that analogy. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. The, the current, you're in something, and then you you can see you're calling it all water, but there's some aspect of the water that's moving you in a certain way, in uh -huh. the context of the big water. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. trippy. Except unless it's starting to take you out. <laughs> <laughs> and you go past the uh, wave line, you're screwed then, basically. <laughs> you're going to get taken up or down the beach for waves. But, mm. Yeah. Yeah. Current. Thanks, yeah. man. Anyone Thanks, else there? Uh, Thank you, Jason. Thanks, Paul. Yeah. Kim, Thank you. Kim. We got Thank you, Kim Kurt, too. Yeah, hey, you're welcome. Um, hey, Paul and everybody. Thank you so much for um, the reading today. Oh, my God. When I first jumped on, um, I could tell that my mind was engaged with this event because my mind was like, Jesus Christ, you're going to sit here and listen to this guy talk about the same goddamn bullshit over and over and over again. You've been doing this for 30 fucking years. Why are you doing this? He doesn't make any goddamn sense. Like, meh, 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 meh. And then something shifted and it's like, I, it went straight to my heart. And everything started making perfect sense. Like all of a sudden, everything you were saying was like so obvious. And um, you know, I've been I've been struggling with um, you know, I haven't picked up a drink, but now self is manifesting in my life as like compulsive shopping, compulsive dieting, compulsive like now I want cosmetic surgery and, you know, all this other horse shit. 
and <clears throat> I'm getting dragged, you know, I feel like I get dragged around by it. And now I'm at the point where I don't want to be dragged around by it anymore. And, but when you were talking today, I, like, I wrote a list, like, <laughs> of what am I like under the influence of self and what am I like under the influence of God? And, um, I, I've struck, I've struggled in the past so much with once I get sober and I'm not drinking and I'm going to Alcoholics Anonymous, I'm still being dragged around by self, you know, maybe not with alcohol and drugs, but with a million other things. And it's fucking miserable, you know? And so sometimes I've gone to other, you know, I've been in like five different AA 12 step meetings. I'm trying to solve all these problems by going to all these different meetings and therapists and stuff. But when you were talking and mentioned the bag of shit, it's like, um, I just connected it to like, every time I engage with some way self want, every time I get, every time I start to fall for self, I fall for the idea that self has like, oh, let's go do this. Every time I fall for that, it's like, I pick up the same bag of shit again, you know? And I end up in a place where I'm like, I feel shitty about myself. I'm morose, I'm depressed, you know? And seen that. And it's always like, how do I get over that? How do I stop that behavior? And I know I can't stop that behavior, but how does one transcend that behavior? And the, the clearer I get on, I'm literally just picking up a bag of shit, no matter what it is, it could look like a fucking Gucci bag. It could look like, you know, I'm 20 years younger, but I'm picking up a bag of shit and insisting that this is going to make me feel happy. And at the end of the day, it's a bag of shit. And the clearer that becomes, the more it's like, I, I can't get tricked into buying into the idea. Like self is like, oh, let's go do this. It's like, you know, that's just a bag of shit. Like, I don't really wanna pick up a bag of shit today. And I mean, I've been to thousands of meetings and I've heard this over and over and over again. And I'm just grateful something has given me the willingness to continue to call in because I don't really want to call into these meetings. Like I work all day, I'm busy, I've got all these other things to do. Like I don't want to sit and listen to Paul Hederman for an hour, but I do anyways. I don't even really know. I mean, I do. And I'm just grateful because it it is it's going from here to here. And I could not make that happen. Like I cannot make it go from here to here. And yep. something about this group is making that experience happen where it's bypassing my brain and I'm becoming disillusioned with self. And it's a sadness. It's like when you're an adolescent and you start to see that your parents are just humans and they fuck up and that you've had them on a pedestal your whole life. And there's a sadness when you realize that your dad is meek and he's sick and he's made mistakes. And it's like, Jesus, he's not he's not what I thought he was, or Santa's not real. It's like, there is this sadness I'm experiencing where I'm like disillusioned with self, like, fuck, that's not where it's at. And so I'm just kind of in that space right now where it's, you know, it's like, I'm disillusioned, but I'm disillusioned with self, which I guess is a good thing. <laughs> and in the past, what's happened to me is I've become disillusioned with AA. You know, and once I become disillusioned with AA, I'm like, fuck it, fuck those people. 
you know, and I go back and I drink. And now I'm becoming disillusioned with self. And I just think it's, um, it, it's sad right now. It feels sad because I have been really buying into the whole idea of self for 55 years. And it's taken me a long time to get to this point. And it's kind of sad, but it's also, you know, um, I don't know. We'll see where it goes from here. I just wanted to say thank you for, for doing this. And thanks, Kurt, for reading. And yeah, thanks, Kim. Good to see everybody. Hey, Kim, now, can't you see that there's, that's directed growth? There's the disillusionment. It used to be directed at AA. Now it's being directed correctly at self. That's cool. Yeah? Yeah. So the disillusionment in AA may lead to certain consequences. Yeah. It's so funny in a weird way. Alcoholics who hate AA always end up having to go to AA. <laughs> when they go drink, they end up going to AA again. <laughs> That's it's crazy. Yeah, but now that disillusionment is pointed in a way that's going to be helpful to you and others. You see, that's what I'm talking about. And the thing is, you know, that bag of shit at the end of the day is a lot worse than at the beginning of the day. <laughs> a bag of shit by the end of the day <laughs> has a bad aroma <laughs> than the beginning of the day. So whenever you can put it down is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so thank you this is it the list disillusionment directed by one thing can be very valuable and the other can be incredibly defeating yes higher power lower power what's directing the show it's what's giving the meaning to the thing it's not disillusionment disillusionment is part and parcel of growth when you get disillusioned with that which was killing you that you were enamored by, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. When you're an active alcoholic and your your head has you completely disillusioned about the only place you can seem to get sober, that's fucking bad in a way. That's not working. Yeah. Because now the person is drunk and it's right that how wrong AA is and man, but it's the same energy. Don't you see? It's just what's directing it. Yeah, so that's a great example. Thank you for the share. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, this is what happens, yeah. Everything can put be put to great use by, uh, it's sort of like, you know, Let's say you're going to do 50 dance steps. What's going to make that an incredible show or not is the choreography, yeah? Who puts it together, you know? Yeah, they can all, the, the amount of dance steps will be 50, but one could be what? Nothing. The other could be an incredible expression of art. It's, it's what's directing the whole thing. And uh, you can know, you know now, uh, how it feels to be directed by self and you know now how it feels to be directed by something else you have the ability to discern and discriminate and if you don't there's members and sponsors and shit that will help you discern until it becomes a habit yeah so that you can recognize that which has used to that used to defeat you so it won't be able to defeat you on the grand scale it used to do so to, let's say uh 
how I dealt with uh, wanting to shop. Go to thrift stores. You're going to lose eight bucks instead <laughs> of $800 for a Gucci bag. You'll get $5 bag. <laughs> you may find an incredible Italian bag that's worth $500 for four bucks. <laughs> and you're recycling shit. So in other words, that thing that you're leading you to buy a Gucci bag you don't use, yeah, that thing can be directed some other way. And then you usually probably you'll run into recovering alcoholics more at thrift stores than at the Gucci show <laughs> store usually. So there you go. You may be put to use in that place. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it the fun? You're going to have to be moved, but you can you there's an intimation of the moving of that which is moving you that that spirit man yeah yeah it becomes intimate more intimate than the self much more intimate than the self the self you know when i was young i was uh we were gonna go to a show in this in manhattan to see rod stewart in the small faces play we were at my little opium den we all dropped acid and uh we were gonna take the long island railroad so I dropped about a two tab massive and in my head and I and I had studied nature and there was an instinct called self-preservation that's pretty powerful in most things yeah and my head was telling me to take like 10 downs which would probably kill me on the acid yeah and I was going wait a minute this thing sure doesn't look like it wants to preserve me at all the thing that's talking to me as me, it seems to be out to get me, actually. So where is this self-preservation instinct? It was in full display. Self was completely in in the drive to uh, preserve self, but at my own expense. Yeah. And then you can see when people are riding a bike, uh, an expensive bike, and they start falling off the cliff, they'll save the bike. <laughs> <laughs> they'll save the bike and fucking take the fall same thing you know i i just got a new surfboard i'm gonna i'll i push it away from the rocks and i get smashed in the rocks the surfboard's more valuable than my life <laughs> what the hell is that <laughs> it seems like a misplaced value system doesn't it yeah <laughs> come on figures check it out it's displaying itself all the time yeah it is we just keep calling it us yeah mm -hmm. if you could stop at least for a second and have an understanding it may not be you a lot is revealed really <laughs> we got another hand up here paul we got karen ray yep I gotta do something at twelve today. Oh, where are I? I gotta. I'm, I'm doing a hey. thing with. Uh, hmm? Yes. Oh no! Sorry. Keep going. No, no, go ahead. Come on. Um, didn't mean to cut you off. Um, hey, I'm Karin. Um, Karin. I usually yes. just tell people Karin the garage, because you know it's spelled Karen. <laughs> Not a popular name right now. Um. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm like really happy to be here. I started coming here a couple of weeks ago because my boyfriend had started a couple months ago and he wouldn't shut the fuck up about it. And, um, and I could see how excited he was about the message here. Um, and it kind of scared me because like, he was kind of going in a little bit of a loop about it when he was talking about it, but I, I started coming and I can see myself. Um, I really want this really bad, whatever it is you're talking about, like, really bad and i i was gonna say yeah i'm a little i don't really know what to say right now but like i was gonna say that oh i get so much relief hearing you but i actually don't think i i am because i'm so scared i'm not gonna get it so and like i've been listening to the talks and everything and um i'm i almost feel like i have this awareness now but i it's covered in saran wrap and like, I'm so scared that, that I'm just always going to be identified with self. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm reaching the four and a half year mark and that's bad, right? <laughs> like, that's what I keep hearing. And, you know, I've had amazing, uh, I'm an alcoholic and I've had amazing experiences with recovery and the promises are coming true. And I'm halfway through my amends. Life got big. And, uh, you know, it's the classic thing you hear. And I'm like a little scared of sounding Bush League right now. But like, it's just like, you know, those didn't fix my insides and my life got big and I stopped doing my program. Um, but what I guess my question is, uh, because when I do force myself, you know, I'm so scared of relapse and I'm so scared of the way I feel. I'm obsessed, self-obsessed and the reading today is what prompted me to tell myself I had to share because it's just like I am in complete self-obsession. It doesn't matter how much the promises are coming true and how beautiful my life is. I am in like deep spiritual pain and it, it, it self is making up stories. And, and I'm trying to extract as much relief as I can from what I'm learning here. That like, oh, it's not me that feels this way. It's not me that's making the stories. It's not me. But I, I basically want to be like, well, how do I do it? Like, you know, and I know that's not a question I can ask. But what's interesting to me is that I was in so much pain last week that I, I started just going back to AA and doing the simple stuff, you know, and I did the Mike McKinsey workshop. So I feel a little superior now. Right. And but I went back to like near mortal AA and like you know, did the slogans and was like reaching out to people, calling newcomers and, and talking. And like, I immediately felt better. Yeah. Like I just do. I just feel better when I go to a meeting and then I talk to my sponsee and then I pray and I meditate and I do the things. And I guess I'm, I'm confused because is that just self? And I know I can't get any answer answers here, but no, like, no, is it just self? That's Karen, stop there. Stop there. Just keep it simple and recognize what works and then work it. Yeah. And then yeah. you can come up to the philosophical questions later. Yeah. But right now, just keep it basic. Like, like some people find this out over the years. Yeah. Some people I've worked with were like this. They would have an edge on it in their life. The quality would start going down. And I would go, well, how many meetings are you going? a week and now I'm um, one or two. Yeah. And all they needed to do was start going to four. And then that thing that that edge was blunted, simple, it's very simple. It doesn't matter why or not. And over the years, you start realizing these things, you find out yourself, okay, 
I like at least four or five meetings a week, let's say. If it drops down, it's okay, but there's a, there's a, something gets duller, yeah? So, okay, just go to four or five meetings, yeah? There's the correction, simple, simple, sim- very simple, yeah? What's, what's indicating the correction? Relief, or you feel better, or your quality, yeah? That's all. No, this doesn't need any more investigation after that, yeah? Yeah. This is what works. So you find what works and you let it work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now, the way you're going to feel better is by following AA closely, helping other people, doing service. Yeah, there you go. Uh, How do I know that? Well, when I stop, I start getting squirrely. Okay, good. I mean, some people's lessons end up with a 10-year prison sentence. You, you're getting off fucking pretty easy. Now you go back and, yeah, just get on. You haven't gone far, so it's not like, oh, I've got to drag myself back to AA. That's all the head story. You just go, and you, it's sort of like you, you know how to get into the flow. You go, and then there you go. You're back in the stream of life, yes? Yeah with the actually the fact is you've never left it's just that you act as if you have and then the head starts creating all these dramatic scenarios and shit like that the remedy in it has to seem to be very convoluted but you found a simple solution aa way of life just do it be available to others a lot of times when people are sharing at this thing the remedy is just service you know just Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're dwelling on yourself to get better isn't getting better. Yeah, but yes, it's not, it's not producing the desired effect. It's obsessing, it's causing more dis, discomfort. All right, well, what's the remedy A office service? Yeah, it's tried and true methodology. It wasn't made by AA, it's been used thousands of years. When you're involved with other people, you may lose interest in you, yeah? And it's the interest in you that's setting off all of this discomfort, yeah? It's, there's too much interest in this you because it's not even you, I'll tell you the truth. truth. So instead of having a, you know, a philosophical thesis about it, just go out and do service, get the relief, yeah? We used to talk about like a, a professor of holes but it never kept them from falling into the hole. What's the point of that knowledge? Yeah. Yeah. He can tell me what holes are like. Great. I fucking, I want to, I'd like to avoid the hole. Yeah. That's knowledge. Yeah. So you've been given the knowledge of recovery. It's working. Follow it. Yeah. Yeah. Simple as that. This isn't about, this isn't any kind of, in a humble way, all this is, you're like a vast resource of light and more light can be shown on things through the glasses of understanding, yeah? And especially if some of the glasses we're wearing are based on misunderstandings, yeah? That light is getting way too dispersed and it's not using it, it's not actually functioning as a way of seeing, yeah? This way, yes? This idea is attempting to detail that there may be uh, an act of being identified as self, which is the mental loop. So the mental loop is in the act of being identified as self, 
when it's in the act of trying not to be identified as self. Yes. So there's a loop and it's of the disease. The problem resides in these loops. And this thing is the act of being identified as self. We're a witness to it or we're a believer in it or we're acting it out. Yeah. But in fact, we're not of it. That's all. Yeah. So we do these simple things and then we live as if we're not of that it and that's great. And then while you're living that you can look at what you're not even clearer and start recognizing it before you live eight months by it, you know. Yeah. In other words, realize the bus to hell has a lot of stops. You can get out of any one of them. At any point where you're seeing it as the bus of hell, there's the emergency brake will appear, pull it and get out. Yeah. Go to a meeting, help someone else, whatever. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So thank basically, you. basically, mm. there's no problem. <laughs> basically, the well, you have a solution. Yes. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. Thank you so Very much. Cool. That helps. I mean, seriously, a lot of people today are faced with a problem that there's no solution. Yeah. They have to make up their own, which is usually a bigger part of the problem. Here we have a way of life that works. Yeah. Simple as that. It works. I mean, yeah. We got one more, Paul. We got Rowan. All right. Thank you, Karen. Karin, I like that. Thank you. Hey, Paul. Good to see you. Hey, Rowan. Nice um, to see you. Yeah, I met you uh, over the weekend. Yes, I know. I remember seeing you live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, glad to be here. Um, I've been taking more of a look at the common manifestations of self through inventory or however, just in like day-to-day -day life, um, noticing that I'm doing a thing and then noticing that I'm not actually doing a thing, but it occurs to me that the thought in my head, the voice in my head that goes, okay, this, this thing I'm seeing in the my part column is not me. This task that's happening is not me. This thought that's being produced is not me. This thing that's trying to like understand or conceptualize the message that you're sharing and apply it to my own experience is not, it, it feels like I'm just picking up the same bag of shit and identifying with a new voice that thinks it's outside of self, but it is still the same identification with self. Is that an, like a correct understanding? In one way, but if it's not uh, fully correct, it can be used to beat oneself up and do a little too much uh, deep ass gazing. Yeah, so you want to keep it simple, bro, too. Keep you realize something's working on you while you're thinking you need to work or something. Yes. And have faith in it. It's just really, it's uh, just dumbass faith in grace, really, a lot of the way. Yeah. And yeah. actually, it's grounded in incredible delivery because recovery works. I mean, you couldn't have painted a, a more a deeper contrast in an unworking life and a working life than what I was like before I got into recovery and what I'm like in recovery. 
So, I mean, it's just, there's, uh, yeah, so don't get too much into trying to, you know, because self will duplicate it like looking in a mirror, yes? It'll just keep doing it and it'll just get absorbed. It's like, uh, yeah, just let this understanding sit. You don't have to stoke it. It has its own fire source and it will cook you yeah and then have the basic parameters of living the principles of aa and you'll be cooked on both sides well (laughs) instead of just one side yeah perfect i'd love to be well done (laughs) yeah yeah. you will be well done very well done that's true yeah appreciate it paul thanks We used to say you'd make the cake, quit looking in the oven, right? Yeah. <laughs> quit yeah. opening the door. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, if, you know, we've relied on something that's failed us. So obviously we're a little bit jittery and, and spooked. And we're thinking it's going to be the same old, same old. But you'll quickly realize perhaps you're in a new way. Yeah. All right, Paul, well, we're 20 minutes to 12. You want to say your, your goodbyes? Yeah, yes. Uh, thank you. Nice to see you, Rowan, too. Thanks. Uh, and everyone, and Karen, and Jess is coming to Italy, I think, now, from Ireland. That'll be nice to the, uh, to the retreat we're having in September. Yeah. Yeah, in my head, I had signed up months ago, actually, but I think the email got lost. So uh, we're back on track. Yeah, I'm looking forward okay, to yes. Yeah, well, it's going to be awesome. It'll be nice. Mm-hmm. And if I'm if I'm a disappointment, Italy won't be. So that's great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everyone. Let me say thank Kurt. Thank you.